The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. Here we are, hour number two already. How time flies when you're having fun here in the X-Zone. If you're just tuning in to us now, whether it's on the iHeart Radio Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, or any of the other networks that we're on, or if you're just tuning back into us on AM 1600 KOHI in St. Helens, Washington, or is it St. Helens, Oregon? I get those two mixed up. Welcome back, everyone. My guest this hour is no stranger to the Exxon. His name is Richard DeRose, and in 1998, Richard published a book entitled Retail to Hell, Why We Need uh, to Fear the Information Highway, Superstores, and Superpowers. The book foretold how the greatest economic power ever conceived, and we're talking about the USA, would fail in just a decade if it didn't change its course of action. In the book, he told how, why, and when. The sad part, Exxon Nation, is no one listened, and now it's coming true. How did he know that this would happen? Because he has written about it before. Thirty, uh, Let me see, 33 years ago, he wrote a book entitled Brainwashed, Are You? This amazing and inspired book tells so much that is not understood. However, the world wasn't ready for the truth then. Uh, I hate to say it, but neither was it in 1998. So it went unpublished for 33 years. Now the timing is right and the truth can be revealed. In this book, Richard describes to the world our inevitable dance to destruction, its cause, and what, if anything, we can do about it. www.brainwashedareyou.com is the website. My guest, Richard DeRozan. Richard, welcome back to the Exxon, my friend. Thank you, Rob. It's great to be back. My gosh, so many things have happened over the past year since you and I last chatted where do we start? I don't know. It's kind of crazy, but where we are right now is getting even crazier because of what's going on with just as trying to take Trump down for a year and him being successful, highly successful for turning our economy around. But, um, you know, what's going on in Washington? Yeah. You know, this uh, situation with the secretary, you know, the spousal stuff, the Me Too movement. You know, they're trying anything they can to get Donald Trump, you know, whether it's the um, Russian situation or collusion, or whatever it is. And what's interesting is the more that uh, Special uh, Counsel Mueller looks into this, yes. the more is being exposed about how the government really operates and what's went wrong during the last five or 10 or 15, 20 years. And a lot of these people really should be indicted uh, mm-hmm. that ran the government. And uh, so Trump's really looking better, but they're still telling the narrative with our media, which is so corrupt, you know, that Trump's responsible. And he's done this, that, and the other wrong. Now they're going after General Kelly that, uh, you know, is Trump's right-hand man. So you know, it's crazy. I, I admire President Trump. I really do. It's nice to see a politician who has the, the cojones to stand up and say, yeah, if you don't like it, gee, too bad. You know, and, and to see the, the backstabbing that is going on and how certain members of the media in the United States are being manipulated intentionally or unintentionally in order to make the president look bad and everything that he does. You know, they're the first ones to, to, to dispel all the negativity they can find about President Trump and his administration. But when it comes to something that he does right, which he does more right than wrong, they don't talk about it. Right. Yeah, it's a false narrative they put out there. You know, you, you can find something wrong with everybody. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and if you lead with that story, you know, or the part that's the bad part and never tell the good part, right? you know, that's false journalism. You know, it's just, and that's why it's fake news. You know, false journalism is fake news. And freedom of speech is one thing we guarantee in this country, but slander and libel is not guaranteed. And there's a lot of slander and libeling going on because, and then uh, actual malice, which uh, Supreme Court's rule is, uh, you know, can be sued. Mm-hmm. So Trump's got a lot of reasons to sue people. But actual malice is actually knowing something to be uh, the truth and telling just the opposite, you know, the lie. And so, you know, there's a lot of actual malice going on. You know, he said he was going to go to Washington and drain the swamp. And that's exactly what he's doing. You see, I think what's really ticking off a lot of people in Washington is that he doesn't need their money to fill his pockets. He has his own money. He can't be bought. And this, this, in my opinion, is something that Washington is not used to. Yeah, the thing that's really interesting about him is, and he told this to a group of Christian leaders uh, a year and a half, so maybe almost two years ago, that the reason he was running is he had done so many bad things in his life, and he felt like God, you know, was going to punish him mm-hmm. on his day of judgment if he didn't, you know, save America. And he felt like God gave him that opportunity. And now, you know, a lot of people say that's crazy, but it's not really when you think about it, because he's over 70 years old. He doesn't have that many more years to live. And people at that time start thinking about that sort of stuff yeah. and look for ways to, you know, for salvation. And so in that case, he's highly motivated, and he's going to motivate others that, you know, will stand up against this uh, you know, global elitist group that's running everything or has been running everything. And uh, it's interesting he's got his hands on the information that he needs through the FBI and even the CIA to expose a lot of people. So they're scared to death of him. So what do you think, you know, uh, how are they going to try and stop him? They can't, they can't keep on using the negativity and finding little things to blow up. How do you think this is going well, to come to an end? I, I hope from the bottom of my heart that he is a second-term president because I can see a lot of good happening. Absolutely, and I think he will definitely get reelected. Most people I talk to, and they may not admit, you know, publicly, or mm-hmm. if you ask them in a poll, are you for Donald Trump? They're secretly, you know, hoping he's going to do well because they know basically deep down inside this country's in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. It's dysfunctional now. It can't keep going on. It's too diverse. It's not political anymore. It's fundamental differences in that what this country's supposed to be. And either we're going to go to socialism, like a lot of our students. In, uh, from 25 or 30 under have been brainwashed into thinking and so they don't understand the clear conscious thing of what's going on here um, and they get caught up in that but if they don't vote then you know I think the older people over 30 and a lot of people under 30 don't vote if they don't get mad enough to go to the polls and stupidly vote you know against him he'll probably win by a landslide let me ask let me ask you Richard what's your opinion on the North Korean uh, situation that we find ourselves with. Well, you're talking about Kim Jong-un or his sister? I'm talking about the idiot who has the ability to push the nuclear button. Yeah, that's scary, and it's scary that we allow that to exist. But there's so much violence in the world, you know, the situation in Syria and all that. You know, some Russian soldiers, they say, got killed when they attacked our troops. One of the first things I would do is get our troops out of Syria. Mm -hmm. I'm not as opposed to Assad staying in power as Trump seems to be, but, you know, you get caught up in this pride situation. Um, but that could, you know, lead to World War III, and some people might call it, say Armageddon. That's the scary part. But what about, all that stuff comes about. But what about a limited preemptive, uh, preemptive strike? Well, isn't, that a, isn't that an option? Because once his nuclear power and his nuclear arms are at full power, you know, how do we yeah, they've been kicking this can down the road for years, and no one's had the guts to stand up to him. And so it's gotten to a point where something has to give. I mean, either his people turn on him, and maybe through this Olympic situation, you know, they'll wake up a little bit and somebody will just take him out. I think that's what everybody's hoping. But it doesn't necessarily mean somebody better is going to be up there. You know, they're making yeah. a big deal out of the media is, our media is, about his sister. And then, of course, putting down uh, Vice President Trump. But um, in some ways, that might be a good thing because maybe she'll go back. But like some people say, if she becomes more popular in a sense than he is, she'll be eliminated like her brother was, and also like um, uh, her uncle. You know, he'll just get rid of her. He's scared of her. 
but now she is playing an integral part of his mm-hmm. government. So she's not a nice person either, because they are not nice people, period. What do you think the chances of Oprah running in uh, 20, what is it, 2020 is going to be? Well, I think it'd be interesting, you know, with all the uh, information out there on the media, I mean, with, you know, social media, um, it's a situation where she'll be a clobbered, and she might be a good person to run against Trump, because when people really consider, do we want another, you know, TV personality that doesn't really know anything about the government, and she's going to make some serious mistakes, which will scare people because she doesn't understand it. You know, she's a great talker, but she's not necessarily a great mind and a great problem solver. Mm-hmm. Trump's a great problem solver. You know, I can tell you this from the fact that retail to hell, what if you ask me what needs to be done to fix the economy, if it can be fixed, Trump's doing it. And that's a genius in itself. And he knows what's, you know, fundamentally wrong with it. And that's why it's responding so quickly. I call it the goose that laid the golden egg. America, I don't know if they're any better than anybody else in a lot of ways. Maybe we were certainly in the past. But um, this goose came to America and started laying golden eggs. And we started, you know, enjoying everything that she did. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden we quit feeding her to the point. And she slowed down. And then we're stabbing her in every way we can, you know, sticking spears in her, forcing her to keep giving us these golden eggs. And we're not feeding the goose. So we're going to end up, you know, in a bad, bad situation. All right, Rich, stand by. We've got to take our first break. Exxon Nation, Richard DeRose is our special guest this hour, www.brainwashedru.com. And we'll both be back after this break. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Gwilda Wiak's latest book, The Science of Magic, Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is the first book in a series based on her writings that open every episode of the Science of Magic radio show. Drawing on the subject matter of each guest and armed with over 40 years experience in shamanism, 35 years in alternative health, and degrees in psychology and religious studies, Gwilda introduces relevant and leading-edge information that supports spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Rich with wisdom and inspirational quotes packaged in digestible segments, this is a book that will pull you from cover to cover. It will also serve as a daily inspirational reading for years to come. The Science of Magic Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is available at our website, tsompublications.com, amazon.com, and wherever fine books are sold. Back in Victorian England, a famous theologian posed a perplexing riddle. Why are the two top personalities in the Bible tagged with the numbers 7 and 11? Academics agree the answer is found in the stunning discovery of a hitherto secret Bible structure explained in a new book called The Genesis Grid. The discovery is so simple that preschool children could illustrate it. Certain claims are hugely controversial and may offend some, but at the X-Zone, we've studied this awesome new book and agree with one expert, and I quote, These discoveries appear to be beyond coincidence. So who or what hid this wonderful pattern in the Bible, and what might they do next? Find out more, X-Zone Nation, and read reviews on www.genesisgrid.co.uk. That's www.genesisgrid.co.uk.
Welcome back, everyone. Richard DeRose is my guest this hour. BrainwashedAreYou.com is the website. And uh, Richard, maybe you can explain to our, our listeners who do not live in the United States what this Me Too movement is. Well, that's basically women. You know, in this country in 1964, we gave women, you know, basically equal rights. And, um, you know, they can't be discriminated against this and the other. And so slowly this has been brewing where some women, feminists particularly, want to take over. And it's not just like we want to be equal. We want to take over. And so the Me Too movement is a way to take men down. Now, almost everybody, including um, men and women, have done things in their life they're ashamed of. But this uh, situation right now has just gotten out totally out of control, and you know it's just exposing things. And then, of course, all you got to do is be accused of some kind of sexual abuse in some way or aggressive behavior, and you're gone. It doesn't matter if you're making the station uh, millions of dollars hmm. or whatever, or you're making them millions of dollars in just salary. Um, they're out of there, and it's wrong. And, and Trump talks about you know there needs to be some kind of way of looking at this legally, yeah. you know, where you have due process. And then he's criticized for it. So you just can't win. But long-term, it's going to really backfire on women. And I think a lot of women are starting to realize that now. And uh, even when we tried to do the Equal Rights Amendment in the United States, in the end, it was women that defeated it because they looked at the situation and said, I don't know if I want that or not. So they wouldn't vote, you know, because every state had to pass it, or most of the states did, and then it had to be ratified and, you know, made into law. Mm-hmm. So we'd have an extra, you know in our Bill of Rights, but it didn't happen because of that. And I think a lot of women are starting to look at this, too, and say, wait a minute, you know, there's a lot of things that women do. If you if you watch a new movie that just came out, uh, Fifty Shades of Freed, you know, they're aggressive women, and there's a movie out, I think, coming out in this June that actually talks about, you know, these women, some top stars, you know, how they think about sex a lot and this, that, and the other. So the sex thing is just crazy, but it's they're trying to use it to destroy men, and getting power, and they're taking down a lot of men. And one of the things we're after is Donald Trump. But you know, I think a lot of women, you know, still support him just because they accept the fact that maybe he was a playboy, maybe he's done some bad things sure. in his life. But on the other hand, he's helping to save them and save our country, which also helps to save the world. Because when America goes, a lot of things in the world are going to be really bad. What do you think the president should do? Uh, should he take any action or just keep on focused the way he is and let everything ride itself out? It seems to have worked in the past. Yeah, one of the secrets about Donald Trump that a lot of people don't realize is when he's making changes, major changes in laws, mm-hmm. executive orders or whatever, he comes out with a tweet. And most people think, that guy's crazy. Why would he even bring that up? But what he does is he doesn't want the press talking about these issues that may be very important to some people, particularly liberals. So he brings a tweet, uh, you know, a tweet up, and then all of a sudden they go after that like a dog with a bone. They start chasing <laughs> after this tweet. So he looks bad in one way, but he's very successful in the other. And they right. hadn't figured that out yet. And that's amazing after he, over a year, I won't really two years, you know, that they're still chasing that bone. What and do- he throws a lot of them at him. Every, if you realize what's going on behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and every time he does something controversial like that, he's getting something done. What do you think his greatest accomplishment has been since, uh, you know, getting sworn in just over a year ago? Well, a lot of people think getting the Supreme Court Justice Gorsuch up there was a big thing, and Mm -hmm. it is important, definitely. But I think the big thing is, you know, people are starting to slowly see that he understands what he needs to do to make this work, and they're slowly coming around to accepting him. And that scares the hell out of the globalists and the what we call the rhinos, which is Republican in name only, uh, who really work for the globalists and also the Democrats, because they think, you know, they may not have a chance. And the only thing they're really talking about nowadays is something against Trump. I mean, that's their program, anti-Trump stuff. And if you succeed at what you're doing, most people don't really care. They vote their pocketbook. Mm -hmm. If they think things are going to get better and more people are going to have jobs and their children are going to be able to get out of their house, they pay for this expensive education, and now there's going to be jobs for them. I mean, all that changes the way people look. And, you know, so you just look the other way at some of the stuff you might not like about him. What about the possibility of Hillary running back in 2020? Do you see that happening? Uh, No, I think that would be beautiful if she did. I'm hoping by then she'll be indicted. Uh, There's certainly enough evidence to indict her now. 
Um, the problem we're having right now, which is I think partly partly what Trump's mastermind is, he's got Sessions up there, and Sessions doesn't want to go that far. So this what's going on right now is this huge chess game of you know Mueller, Trump's people, Mueller, mm-hmm. Trump's people. So all these people are coming out, you know, bashing, um, including Obama and Eric Holder and all those former attorney general. And they're doing it because they're trying to get positioned in a situation where Trump won't use this evidence they have on him um, and uh, and go against him. And, and even Hillary said once that if this, you know, if he got elected, so that bastard got elected, she mm-hmm. said, we're all going to hang. So that's, that's, they're very scared of that. But most people in the past have always let this stuff slide. You know, the fall guy's always been some lower level person. Right. But now it could be even be Obama. He could be tried for treason. Really? And, uh, oh, absolutely, yeah. There's no question. I'm not exaggerating that. But will they ever do it? Probably not. But certainly Hillary, because she has just been so greedy in some of the stuff she's done. And you may not be paying attention to it, and the rest of the world may not. But here in the United States, if you listen to the right sources like Fox News, it's just mm-hmm. something every day that's come out. Uh, significant, you know, evidence against these people. And in normal times, they would definitely be tried. But, you know, you've got the mainstream media yeah. fighting to keep them alive. And uh, so the average person doesn't understand that, you know, what, what's really going on because they're not getting the information they need to make intelligent decisions. You know, I was listening to uh, CNN this morning and uh, Chris Como, um, who is the brother of the governor of the state of New York, and how the hell he ever got into television, I don't know. But anyway, that's for another show, I guess. Um, he was saying that, you know, uh, they, they were, he, was, he was saying that, you know, sure, they go after Donald Trump because the people have the right to know. But if you want to become, if you're a fan of President Trump, why don't you just listen to uh, Fox News and Friends? And like, come on. I've never seen the media be so negative towards the President of the United States before. Yeah, it's amazing. That's why they're afraid. You know, when you want to drain a swamp, a lot of people have an interest there. And yeah. so that scares people, you know, anytime you make a major change like that. And he's not probably draining it in the sense that, you know, it's going to just completely clean itself up. But, you know, he's doing enough to scare a lot of people. And the fact that he has his hands now on the information, mm-hmm. like I said before about Hillary saying we all could hang, you know, he, he could actually prove his case. And there is no evidence whatsoever against uh, Trump for, you know, colluding with the uh, Russians, with the Russians. And then also the situation with Comey. I mean, Comey had every right to be fired. I mean, that man is so corrupt. It's unbelievable. And now things are coming out about Mueller. And then FBI agents who have been embarrassed by all the situation, they're telling stuff. You see what I'm saying? How this could grow mm-hmm. to a huge, huge situation. But even for Mueller, you think, why in the world would he, who was retired and a respected person, put himself in a situation like this because he thinks he can win. He thinks he's got the power behind him. But I think there's a huge power shift, paradigm shift in the United States that people are starting to wake up with this leadership we have now, and they're willing to fight for it. And so you could see social unrest in this country um, in the next few years. But what does this do to the way that the rest of the world looks at the greatest power in the world? You well, know, I think they see their countries as being rotten, mm-hmm. too, in a sense, and you know, they're, they're kind of watching, like, what goes on in Great Britain. Yeah. They fight worse than we do. So, you know, it's one of those situations I think a lot of people are probably rooting for Trump. But when, if you don't know any better and you listen to mainstream media, you're going to be brainwashed and thinking there's something mm-hmm. really wrong with this man. I think the only real failure that Donald Trump has that I'd like to see him change um, is I wish about once a month he'd sit down and have, like, a fireside chat and be sort of fatherly in a sense and say, look, this is why we need to do this. Right. This is why you need to come on board. I think you tremendously get the support of the people. But a lot of people don't understand what's at stake here. They're afraid to go there in their mind that the system can fail. And it almost did in 2008. And uh, just through luck, really, and some action on the part of the government, the Federal mm-hmm. Reserve, it didn't collapse. But it could collapse again. You know, we're over $21 trillion in debt. And uh, it can't keep on like this. And people just keep asking for more. They want, you know, nationalized insurance. They want benefits here and there for illegals and stuff like that. And we really can't afford it. The system will collapse if they keep demanding these, you know, situations that are unrealistic. And nobody's explaining completely that to them because one of the things you don't want to do is scare people to not go out and spend money. Because that will definitely collapse the economy. 
you don't want to scare people yeah. to the point they start hoarding. So, see, Trump's in a little bit of a bind that way. He can't come out and say, folks, we've got about three or four more years, and the whole thing goes down. He said it privately, and he said it when no one is really paying attention. But if, if he said it in the situation he's in now, it could scare people. And like I say, they wouldn't go out and shop, and that's our economy is a market economy. Stand by, Richard. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exxon Nation. Richard uh, DeRose is our special guest. www.brainwashedareyou.com is his website. And once again, our thoughts, our prayers, and our best wishes go towards all those who lost people today in the atrocities that happened in Parkland, Florida. But thanks to the brave first responders who were there for those in need, as well as the doctors and the nurses and all the medical centers that took care of the people. God bless you all. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old, relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, it was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com.
Exxon Nation, Richard DeRose is our special guest this hour, www.brainwashedru.com. Uh, Rich, uh, can you explain to me why you think or why you believe President Obama could actually be charged? Well, he participated in a lot of things that were illegal. Um, okay. There's a whole list of stuff. I don't have it with me in front, um, actually in front of me to read it off. But, um, you know, he was just doing things behind the scenes. He was involved, you know, with this uh, situation with uh, the Russian, you yeah. know, deal, this FISA thing, FISA warrant. Yes. That they talk about. He's heard about that, right? Sure have. Yeah, right. Well, he was involved with it. He was getting, you know, information back from that. So he basically totally interfered with an election. And that's illegal. This is so much bigger than Watergate, and it took out, you know, Nixon, which was really just a break-in to try to get some little bit of information. Right. These people actually tapped into these people's lines. And as far as General uh, Flynn goes, you know, in our country, if you gather information illegally, it can't be used in court. So eventually um, it'll be thrown out because he couldn't lie. I mean, there's no lying if he said he met with somebody or not which probably was a legal thing to do anyway. But, you know, he just either slipped up and said, I didn't meet with him or just wanted to keep it quiet. Um, and so they charged him with, you know, lying to the FBI. But, he, you know, you're not lying if they don't know that you lied because they can't use that evidence that he did lie. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I do. That's how our court system works. So that case will be thrown out. Um, Manafort's another situation, but, you know, he was involved we're doing some shady deals beforehand, so mm-hmm. that might come up too. But then since a lot of that information was gathered because of what happened, that'll probably be thrown out. It's hard to prosecute a politician in the United States. What about the what, what about the guy who was with Brabant? Or what was his name again? With who? Brabant or Brabant. Oh, yeah, you're talking about uh, Bannon? Yeah, whatever happened to yeah, him? Yeah, Bearbart, yeah, Bearbart News, yeah. Yeah, whatever happened they to him? They come out with a... They really come out with some really good stuff, but, you know, here's the thing about some of these people. They're a little bit on the crazy side, some of them, Mm -hmm. but he had a conservative group of people that really supported him, and they were the ones that didn't vote for Romney, the Republicans that stayed home, and therefore Obama won the election. So Trump, master that he is, um, he said, I got to get Baybard on my side and abandon them. So he went out to bring him in as a friend. And because he wasn't, you know, really a good person in some mm-hmm. ways, he sort of turned on him. You know, that ego got to him. And uh, so he said some bad things to that guy, Wolf, that wrote the book. And, uh, you know, he apologized for some of them. But you know how people rant and rave. I mean, if you heard everything everybody said about somebody, you know, <laughs> nobody's like anybody. True. It's just how it works. So, you know, that's the situation. And um, he knew he was going, and, and Trump knew he had to get rid of him. But... Um, he uh, brought him in at the point, right time, and it worked for him because he got those people back, you know, at the polls, and they voted and put him over. What, in your opinion, is behind the DACA Dreamers um, fiasco that that the United States is facing right now? It seems that the DACA uh, or the Dreamers are being used as a leverage by certain congressmen and senators to block anything that President Trump wants to do. Well, actually, uh, they don't care about those people. It's all a game they play. You know, they're just a bunch of hypocrites. And so they use these kids, and, you know, good story to tell about mm-hmm. how they were brought here by their parents, and they didn't have any say-so, and now they're American citizens. But a lot of them are collecting uh, unemployment benefits in different ways, or food stamps, and this and the other, which is costing us money. They're not working as much as they say they are. You know, if you listen to the uh, Democrats, they're far superior to any American dreamer, you know, as Trump says, and uh, that's not true at all. So, and they do commit crimes and this, that, and the other. But what most people feel is really wrong was just because their parents brought them over here doesn't give them the right to just walk in because, you know, nobody did a thing about their parents. But that was the globalists wanting to have cheap labor, which drove down labor rates. You know, there's a big thing here about getting $15 an hour working in restaurants right. all over the country. And there was even protests just the other day. Well, one of the reasons that uh, salaries hadn't gone up is because these people can come in and take these jobs and, and drive down prices. Well, the globalists want to keep them down because it makes products cheaper. They make more money that way. So it's a, it's a vicious cycle thing. I mean, I feel sorry for them in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I certainly feel for what people say is they shouldn't just give them you know, citizenship. And Trump's not actually giving them citizenship right away. 
they have to work at for it, but they don't have to go back. And that's I think that's very very good of him to do that. He's a good person. Do you think the wall will ever be built? I think it needs to be in some form or another. You know, it can be drone planes and electronics and stuff like that in certain mm-hmm. areas. But I feel that the wall needs to be built. It's just one of those situations that, you know, um, it's just too many people coming in this country because they're trying to get away from a situation. I mean, Mexico is, let's face it, they're a third-rate nation that's reproducing like crazy. Those people don't really produce anything to a common good. And a lot of those people are coming over here. And, and you know, being in the construction business, I've, I've worked hundreds and hundreds of them over mm-hmm. the years. Most of them are not that dependable. They may work for a few days, this, that, and the other, but then they lay out on you, this, that, and the other. A lot of people don't have any idea how they work and their work ethic and their loyalty to somebody that treats them good. So I'm not gung-ho on bringing more of those over. I think we need workers like that, but we need a work program where we know who they are, where they are, and the fact they're paying their taxes. I agree that if you're going to take money from a country, you should put first put money into the country. And they take a lot out. They send a lot home. And that's one reason that, you know, the president of Mexico mm-hmm. wants to keep it that way. They, they bring a lot of our money out of our country, and we have to print more money, which is inflationary, to make yeah. up for the money they take out. What about this security clearance fiasco that's uh, presently, you know, the topic of the anti-Trump movement? you talking about with the secretary? Before? Oh, yeah. No, the uh, security clearances with... Um, yeah, with 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 Porter, with uh, with uh, his son-in-law. Oh yeah, right. I think um, that's interesting because Trump trusts his son-in-law and wants him to kind of watch his back. You can't say that about some of these people, like we just talked about Maynard. Yeah, stabbing him in the back. Um, on the other hand, you got a situation where Porter. You know, when you talk, did you really hit your wife, or what happened? You know. If anybody's been in a relationship, women can get totally out of control. Oh, big time. And I'm not you saying know. you should hit one, yep. but you know what I'm saying? Sometimes people just overreact. That's right. And and, and being, a, being an oh, ex-cop, I know for a fact that there are a lot of men who used to get the hell beat out of them, but because of the social stigma involved with a man saying he was hit by a, whim, well, by a woman, many of these cases never were reported. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, women can be very brutal. Yep. I've seen it myself friends of mine and this, that, and the other, and some of the things they do to their husbands that have been pretty good to them. And they use people, like I say, if you go back to that movie, um, Fifty Shades of Freed, you know, she gets married, Anastasia, and the next thing you know, she's trying to rule him. So she used sex and being sweet to him, giving him what he wanted, and then she got the wedding ring, and next thing you know, she's a different person. That happens quite often in relationships, and people feel like they've been cheated, they're not really wanted anymore. They talk about having a baby and what that's going to do to the relationship. And sometimes men just feel like, you know, I'm only here to pay the bills. Yeah, Nobody a, cares about me. A wallet. And so there's two sides to this, and, and most men can understand that because they've seen it. Yeah. So for uh, General Kelly to look the other way when somebody says, hey, that was no big deal. I mean, we don't know. She was over in Italy. She may have been running around or flirting with, you know, uh, one of the waiters over there, this, that, sure. and the other, and he caught her in the act. But nobody asked what she did wrong. Well, of course not. Why did she get to the point where she was hit by him but it's okay to fire somebody that's capable they say he's a very capable human being and so is general kelly mm-hmm. to run him off just because of accusations made by a woman with like trump says no due process so trump has a common sense approach and the crazies out there you know want to say he needs to go because uh, including kelly because he doesn't stand up for women. You know, and a lot all, of women don't even stand up for this. And you know what? In all fairness, you were right when you said that, you know, you, it, it's no excuse to hit a woman. I agree with that right. 100%. There, there yeah. No yeah. I've never hit a woman in my life, no. and I've been mad enough to probably feel like I should, but I, I would never go that far. And if I did, I'd be ashamed of myself. But some people don't have the restraint that the, I have. And yeah. so I'm not going to totally blame somebody as long as they apologize and promise never mm-hmm. do it again. But if it gets out of control, that's another situation. But in this country right now, it's a witch hunt for men. If you get in a situation, and I know this personally because I've been a foreman on a grand jury, um, that spousal abuse is the big thing. You know, you can commit crimes and do all this kind of stuff. If you're a smart criminal and you can beat the system, then, you know, spousal abuse, that guy, if his wife, uh, cops come to the door and his wife says, he beat me, you're in jail. Yep. And you may not get out for a couple of weeks and she's living in the house. 
you know, without you there, and then until the bills need to be paid sometimes, and then they want them back. So it's a crazy situation. I've looked into it a lot. But, you know, I don't think law enforcement should get into every little, you know, situation in every home. Well, but when it gets out of control, that's a different matter, you know, if somebody's really about sure. to get hurt or killed. Yeah. You know, I, I, like I said, being in the law enforcement uh, profession earlier on in my career, it was, uh, there's three, uh, we were taught that there's three sides to every story. His side, her side, and the truth. And it was our job to try and find out what the truth was so that the guilty party would be the person going to jail. But now, like you say, automatically, if there's a, a charge of domestic abuse, it's usually the man who is taken away in those, you know, silver bracelets. Oh, yeah. And that's not right. And people feel victimized by it. And then you got the situation that, you know, where everybody's kneeling today, uh -huh. um, you know. In, uh, at the oh, let's talk so about that when we come back from this commercial break. Okay. All right, Exo Nation, my guest this hour is Richard DeLong. I'm sorry, Richard DeRose. De Richard DeLong is on next week, but Richard DeRose is my guest tonight. www.brainwashedareyou and Richard DeRose and I will be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you have any suggestions, if you have any comments, if you agree with me or disagree with me or my guest, send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. One of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce, is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the Exxon Radio Show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201 934-8986 or Skype at Elizabeth.Joyce and for more information you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Exposé Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From out of the woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www williamspeckham.com
Welcome back. Richard DeRose is my special guest. www.brainwashedru.com is his website. Before we went to the uh, commercial break, uh, Rich, you started to talk about the athletes that kneel. I find that totally disrespectful against the country, against the flag, against freedom and democracy. Yeah, I 100% agree with you there. I mean, this shouldn't be going on at a sporting event where yeah. people really want an escape and enjoyment, and they're paying a lot of money for it. And it's insulting. A lot of you know people have tuned out because of that. But let me explain something. That they say, well, what do they really want? They mm-hmm. don't express themselves. I can tell you exactly what's going on. And the situation has caused riots in this country. You know, buildings have been burned. Cars have been burned. You know, policemen have been killed over it. But what it all comes down to is one simple thing. In this country, our justice system is so corrupt and so unfair, it's police for profit instead of protect and serve that black people, and like I just said, I've been on a grand jury mm-hmm. um, as a foreman and actually said this when I tell you to a DA and he agreed with me 100%. That's a district attorney, assistant district attorney. And what's happening is years ago, black people that got out of control, they you know lost their temper and this and the other, they went to magistrate court. The last 20 years, though, it's gotten to the point where they don't want to deal with real crimes because the head DA wants to look good, so he can't, if he finds a real criminal and spends time on that case, it's going to cost him a lot of money. Well, because of expedience, the county commissioners want something to look good, so they want a 90, 98% conviction rate. So the best thing you do is you go after some dumb black guy that got drunk and did something stupid and got a friend that's willing to testify against him, and next thing you know, you trump these charges up to be in the superior court so he's being charged with a major crime that really he should be slapped on the wrist for you know i'm not saying that you should forgive the guy for pulling a knife on somebody but now it's a major crime and so they're overlooking the real criminals who are getting by with murder and they want to adjudicate which means that they solve the case before it goes to trial which saves money so we've got this huge expensive you know judicial system out there along with the police and they're all playing the same game. And it's really deceiving the commissioners because they think something's actually getting done when nothing's really getting done. You see what I'm saying? And that's pissing black people off because they look around and say, wait a minute, mm-hmm. they're just picking on us. They're making us the bad guy. And the real bad guys out there, drug dealers, major drug dealers, stuff like that, are just they're looking the other way. Yeah. So that's why they're mad. And they have every reason to be mad. It's just wrong to do that way, and it's fraud you know, for the taxpayers, because we think they're actually cleaning up the streets and they're not doing it at all. Speaking about cleaning up the streets, uh, Sheriff Joe Arpo, he was right. given a pardon by President Trump. What's your take on that? I'm 100% for that, too. I think it was unfair. You know, maybe mm-hmm. if he did something wrong, he should be, you know, punished another yep. way, but to be, you know, sent to jail like that is just horrible. And there again, I, I admire Trump for having the guts to stand up and do the right thing. Here, here. Uh, we don't hear very much about a Black Lives Matter anymore. Oh, they're out there. It's just that, you know, these things kind of go in trends. Once it gets hot again, mm-hmm. you'll probably see it all, you know, coming back because nobody is solving the problem I just told you yeah. about. You know, the athletes don't really uh, can't articulate what they mean, so people don't understand that. But you've got to quit picking on black people and making them into criminals for the rest of their life. You know, major, you know, when you start charging people with major crimes like that, they have no hope. It's going to be interesting to see, as I understand the marijuana laws in the United States, is that there are laws that are governed by the state and there's the federal law. And in many instances, legality is granted in a state where the federal law says it's illegal. Now, if somebody is arrested in a state that is being changed from legalizing uh, or decriminalizing marijuana to the person, you know, who was arrested once for, let's say, possession, not trafficking, possession, why doesn't that person's record become expunged? Well, it probably should be, but... On the other hand, the federal government doesn't want to end this situation, and some people in law enforcement don't want to do it. It's the politicians doing this. But there again, it goes back to just what I was talking about. It's hard to prove somebody's a criminal, but you may assume that just because he's using drugs, he's more apt to be a criminal. 
So it's easy to find, oh, he's had marijuana on him, so I'll charge him with that, and boom, he's in jail. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's like not going after yeah. the real criminal or if that person is really involved in crime to get the right thing. So you'd be kind of being framed, and it's a way to let the system frame that person. They can pull them over, you know, arrest mm-hmm. them, impound their car, maybe confiscate their vehicle, and ruin their life, you know. And it's sometimes so unfair. I'm not saying there aren't people that don't deserve, you know, it's kind of like it's catch-22. They're getting kind of what they deserve, even though they didn't actually get charged with what they had done. Right. You know, in other words, like a guy goes in and burglarizes 10 houses, mm-hmm. and, you know, he gets pulled over for a marijuana charge and then get, ends up getting three to five years. You know, it's kind of like he got what he deserved, you know, poetic justice. But on the other hand, there are good people that are just really, and I don't believe people should smoke pot because it just kind of messes them up in certain ways or it mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, depends on the individual, but sometimes leads to more, you know, drugs. And so, you know, I wish people didn't use it, but they do. And as a recreational use, or particularly uh, marijuana for use for, you know, health reasons, uh, pain and suffering, stuff like that, then uh, I think it should be legalized. I, but the I, federal government has an interest in keeping it that way, uh, keeping it unlawful. It's going, to, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when the legalization of, of marijuana is, is granted up here in Canada, and that's coming this summer. And it's being done federally, so it's going to be right across the can- country, right across. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how many people who are stopped for impaired are under the influence of alcohol or under the influence of the drug while driving. Right. They yeah. say it's hard to find that out, but they've gotten some new tests out now. Oh, gosh, yeah. can tell you that, yeah. But people can be certainly impaired with marijuana. There's no question about it. Oh, definitely. And uh, but they don't have the test to show that they're actually drunk. You know, they may be able to walk a straight line and this and the other. So. Well, you see, you see up here when I was when I was uh, a police officer, it's you know driving while impaired by alcohol and or a drug. And it would be, you know, the charge would be baseball by the dilation of the pupils. If you found marijuana, if you smelled marijuana, if the person was acting. As if under the influence, but there was no alcohol. You'd get, bring them down, give them the breathalyzer test. Well, if they appeared to be drunk, they're, you know, they'll say, sure, I'll take a breathalyzer test. Proves I'm not drunk. Yeah, but what it does is it puts the benefit of the doubt in your court when it comes to the officer's testimony and courts giving the physical condition as well as the sobriety test that's given at the side of the road. Like I said, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. So what do you see that's going to be earth-shaking in the next couple of months that we can watch for in Washington? Well, I think everything's exciting. Um, This vitriol against Donald Trump is going to increase. I think if you're reading behind the scenes and finding out what's going on, you know, I think Sessions is going to have to go soon, or, you know, Attorney General, Mm -hmm. because he's not tough enough to do the job. And they might get a former general or something like that in there to do it, and you might see some, you know, at least a little bit lower level and maybe higher. A lot of people I know are hoping that Hillary Clinton will be charged, and it'll be good for the country if she is because, you know, she's done a lot of bad things, and, you know, people just like to see some justice in this country. We felt like there hasn't been any for years, and uh, it would be great to see that. And uh, so I think that could be coming, but it may be six to eight months from now. But. You know, it's working that way. The evidence is, you know, growing significantly. It was rather surprising that Sessions wasn't, uh, you know, given the golden key when he stepped down and when it came to the Russia investigation. Yeah, but see, that's the thing about politics. You can't look like you're guilty or people will assume you are. And that's one of the problems with Trump is he's got to play this right. He can't fire Mueller, which he certainly should. Mueller is not trying to help America out in any way. He's not working for the American people because there's no nothing there. And, you know, even the situation with um, uh, Bill Clinton, you know, they went after him for mm-hmm. uh, Whitewater. Yes. And then the Monica Walensky case came up, and so they asked him, did you have sex with this woman? He said, no, I didn't. So they got him for obstruction of justice because he lied, you know. And, uh, and so he was impeached for lying about her, not about Whitewater. There was probably enough evidence to get him on that, but, you know, that's, like I said they don't like to prosecute politicians in this country. People hate them in some ways, but, you know, their approval rating is, I think, down below 10% now, the Congress is, and yet people 97% of the time will reelect the same people back in office. Isn't that kind of weird? 
Yeah, it's better to ha- and what's that saying? It's better to know the devil that you know than the devil you don't know. Right, exactly. Uh. I think that's that explains it right there. All right, Richard, tell our listeners where they can get your books. Okay, you can uh, get it at Amazon.com, and uh, it's called Brainwashed Are You. It's a great book, and the other one is so timely right now, even though I wrote it uh, 20 years ago, Retail to Hell, because that's what's driving this whole thing is the fact that, you know, we're going to lose our system, and that's why Donald Trump was elected president of the United States, because people realize it now, at least to a certain degree, and they basically Mm -hmm. want somebody to stop it. Well, let's face it, the country is a business. You need a business person to run a business, not a politician. Exactly. Richard, take care of yourself, my friend. Always great talking to you. And uh, I look forward to the next time you visit us back here in the Exxon. Okay, anytime. All right, buddy. Take care. Exxon Nation, Richard DeRose has been my guest this hour. www.brainwashedareyou.com. I'll be back on the other side of this break in about ooh, six and a half minutes from now as we continue here in the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to know about the other great programming we have available for you 24-7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, just go to www.xzbn.net. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464. 